Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. I'm the better half of your presenting duo. I'm Stu Whiffin, sitting opposite me as ever. Not looking as dishevelled as usual. Um, jazzy pink um, sweat uh, yeah. currently. Not sweater, not sweating. Um, <laughs> ja- jazzy pink sweater. Uh, Christopher William Glasson, good morning. All right, mate. Yeah, this is literally my last clean T-shirt. So I was like, oh, if I've got to wear that, I'm going to get loads of abuse. But um, everything else is in the wash or covered in dust at the moment. So That's yeah, not an opportunity to... for you to start banging on about your fucking DIY, uh, mate. It might be. <laughs> might be. I'll tell you what, let's hear from our sponsors. Uh, hello, this is uh, Chiles, um, Chaz from Love Beer. Uh, and, and I'm here to tell you about why I sponsor uh, Hardcore Listening and what what love-beer.co.uk does. Uh, I am a fully certified by the British Beer and Pubs Association for bar installation with a focus on home and office bars. I have loads of home bar clients who have really enjoyed the service during lockdown as well as corporate office clients like Facebook and HelloFresh. I offer a complete solution from installing the bar equipment right the way through to keg supply. I also... Offer regular maintenance packages for those who want a bar without all the hassle. Hello, this is Charles also from Love Beer. I just want to also let you know I'm fully licensed to sell kegs. We can supply loads of different products from mainstream beers and ciders right through to trendy craft beers and even Prosecco kegs, all delivered to your bar by a certified technician. Also, why I'm here... Have I mentioned the Land Rover Beeries 3, which is a 45-year-old XMOD Land Rover Series 3 that we have done a complete restoration on during lockdown? The 3 Beeries 3 is a custom-built, high-performance bar hidden in the back of a Land Rover. The bar we have installed is capable of doing upwards of 500 pints per hour. We're about four to five weeks off having it all back together and ready to show it off. And I'll be launching an Instagram for it this week. Nice one, Charles. Nice one. Okay, lastly, we want to thank, and certainly not leastly, we want to thank. Is leastly a word? Oh, no, it's really not. Right, we're going with it. <laughs> we're going with it. 
do it. So we want to thank Luke Van Boom. Luke Van Boom has a company called Bang Boom Creative. Luke is a, a long-time sponsor of this show and a friend of this show. If you see the pictures of Chris and I on the socials advertising this podcast... Them happy snaps were taken uh, by the genius that is Luke Van Boom. I mean, that's just the tip of, of, of what he does. Chris, do you want to explain a little bit more about what Bang Boom Creative does? Yes, it's all about fresh, innovative production. So they're all about content with a heart and soul, making films of all kinds, shooting dynamic photographs and putting smiles on faces. They're passionate storytellers, working with a diverse range of brands of all sizes. You know, Their work includes short film, viral video, animation, hidden camera stunts, product demos, live action, 360 imaging, and music promo. And they've worked with a ton of companies as well. Universal, uh, BBC Children in Need, even the Mayor of London, Katie Piper, the NHS, the Dogs Trust. They've, they've worked with a lot of companies. It's, it consistently blows my mind, you know, the stuff that you've just said there. Why does he have anything to do with us plums? Stop talking him out of it. Right. <laughs> Right, I just want to also mention something about um, the only T-shirt you've got that don't smell, right? I had. To I go... didn't say smell. I never said smell. All right. So, what are you saying? Well, no, no, I'm going to dig myself out. Don't worry. Oh, okay, all right. Um, so, feel free to chime in. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, uh, I had to go to um, work last night at the club, and I just put a, a, a clean uh, black sweatshirt on, and as I was sort of driving to work, I just thought, Smells a bit musky. Oh no! You went to a bo. No, what bo? It was just like almost like a damp smell. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and I've not got the best sense of smell, and I was just thinking, oh, if I've picked up on that, that must be really rank. So I just kind of like sprayed loads of deodorant over it to just try and mask it. But I was proper paranoid all night that like, (laughs) I hate that anybody that was walking past me was just like. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that geezer works at a brush. It fucking well smells. Like, uh, I want to be that guy. Oh, no, no one wants to be that guy. Mark, my, one of my best buddies, Mark, we're in fabric. This has got to go back 15 years. And uh, I was a bit off my face. So, like, the, the ability to, like, have any sort of, like, degree of, like, uh, decorum or subtlety. He came up to me and went, and Mark's, like, a very paranoid lad, right? And he came up to me and went, Chris, I might... Uh, I'm a little bit worried I might smell. Can you have a little check? And I had a little whiff and went, yeah, you really do stink. <laughs> Poor sod went home. <laughs> <laughs> From fabric? <laughs> From fabric. <laughs> and I was like, it's like a two-hour trip home. It was like a big expensive night. And I absolutely, I just, if if I was sober, I'd have probably been a bit like, oh no, not really. Because what, what can you do at that point? Do you know mm. what I mean? It was just going to ruin his night. But now I just ruined his night. Well, we've got a guest today. Absolutely. Um, we've we've gone fucking global, Glasson. We've Absolutely. gone global. International, yes. Yeah, Step Brothers uh, International. This is as international as we've got, isn't it? It is actually, yeah, absolutely. It's as it's as far from home, but it's also yeah. quite close to home. See what I've done there? But, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Once you explain it, it is like seeing double right at the moment in time. It's brilliant. <laughs> so today's guest uh, is my brother, uh, all the way from uh, Australia. Dan, good morning. G'day. G'day. G'day, mate. Authentic. Authentic. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're sitting here with a cup of tea at 10am. Uh, uh, you got a beer on the go. Yep, I've got that one already as well. <laughs> <laughs> what beer are you drinking, Dan? Foster's. 4X. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 4X. Yeah, yeah, just all the way, yeah. <laughs> couple, of, couple of crafties. 
A um, couple of craft. Oh, yeah, nice. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, lovely. So it seems we. I don't know why, but you've you've not actually sort of popped up on any podcast that I've ever been involved with for the, the last eight hundred podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the last, well, how long we've we been we've been doing this one? What four years? Four years. I got I got a little reminder this morning of us in Ireland. Yeah. Four yeah. years ago, whatever. Yeah. Another opportunity just to mention that was a place when you urinated on the stage. Stop <laughs> telling me that the other day, like I don't know, and there was no one else with us. There was an audience, mate. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean when you reminded me, I know there was an audience when I did it. It's about 120 people. Oh, silly boy. So what's <laughs> what's going on down under? Lockdown's pretty hefty right now for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's not quite. It feels a bit timid when I say like when they lock down Australia for like two cases. It's a bit different from the UK, so I kind of feel a bit embarrassed to say yeah. We're uh, we're doing it tough over here. When <laughs> you lot have had it for like <laughs> forever, for so, three uh, years now. Yeah, What's it? Has it, have you not got that many cases? But you guys are just like, let's stamp this shit out, which yeah. is the smart thing to do, by the way. Yeah, it's been like because the borders have been shut. Like you, no one can essentially. Well, you can't leave Australia, and you you can't enter it unless you're a celebrity. Um, and then um, well, you know, rules. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, there's not been many cases and they just, yeah, closed it down. But we're all sort of getting a bit closer to um, this 80% vaccination where they're going to slowly open everything over Christmas and maybe get able to get back over to the UK next year for a, a bit of a holiday. Um, and, um, yeah. So. That's a depressing thought. That's a depressing your, your, thought your right there, isn't it? Your version of a holiday is you've got to travel <laughs> halfway around the world to come to fucking great. Like, <laughs> like, I'm at least coming back for babysitters. I'm just coming back for <laughs> my mum and dad to babysit. And then I'm, uh, I'm going up to London. <laughs> <laughs> right, well... Um, <clears throat> I mean to give a bit of backstory uh, as as uh, to to you, Dan. Uh, I will probably uh, refer to you as Bill through this podcast as well you because I've, I've, I know <laughs> I've never called you Dan in my life. So, um, yeah. but your name is Dan. I should stress that. Um, but you you went travelling when you was what eighteen, nineteen? Yeah, nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we, we, you're still going. <laughs> you haven't been back yet. <laughs> didn't, really come, didn't really come back. Yeah, so, uh, what, 20, 21 years later, still, uh, still living the dream. <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, and, and, and one of the other things that obviously that the three of us got in common is a, a, a ridiculous love of, of music. Uh, nothing makes me more happier than waking up to like 15 Facebook uh, links to uh, to obscure 90s indie records where you've obviously sat up pissed watching YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> Getting emotional and fucking... Did, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty much the same as last week when I was sitting there just on YouTube just you know, sparring out of rabbit dogs, just this random obscure indie Britpop of the 90s. I'm like, oh, this is Stu. Yeah, we should do vocalists. And then I was like, I wrote, uh, the more I was doing it, I was scribbling down all these different artists and watching all these YouTube videos. And I was getting more and more drunk. And there was more and more bourbon going down. And then I woke up in the morning, looked, I went, probably not worth looking at that in a minute. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so have you settled on, on, on your top five is going to be top yeah. So top five vocalists, right? Now, okay. Not necessarily the most technical singers, or I was just really going with top five vocals I I would hear and listen to and not get bored of. Um, 
that was the way I went with it. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that was the way I was going with it, Dan, until my girlfriend looked over my shoulder and started start telling me what ones I should be taking off there. <laughs> she was going, they're not a great vocalist. I was like, oh, well, okay, sorry. I didn't realise it was your list, babes. But we, we, we're not basing this on your Mariah Carey's or your, you know, Pavarotti's, right? We're, we're, oh, we're basing this on... Number two and three off there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's, let's kick things off. What's your number five, Bill? Uh, Nick Drake. Nick Drake. Oh, lovely, sure. lovely, so, lovely. Like, it, it's, just, um, it's just a voice I don't get bored of. I've been, I've been painting for two days, and I reckon I've just had that, just had him playing on re- repeat almost. And it's just, um, yeah, I don't know, something about it. I can fall asleep to it. I can just, um, it, yeah, it's just something about his voice and, and his, um, and how long ago he, he put these records, you know, down? And um, uh, I, I first come to know of him probably through, well, probably through you. And when I sort of got into Jeff Buckley, probably in the late nineties, and you said, "Oh, I listen to have a listen to Nick Drake because of um, you know influences," and it just uh, just never stopped really. And I went back and bought his records just to, to have them on vinyl and just to. You know, listen, that just is, uh, yeah, I love it. Love it. I think I've got your introducing Nick Drake CD still. You do generally steal a lot of my records when I was over there. um, Yeah. (laughs) I've only got the case. That's what's annoying. I think I've I've stole it, (laughs) but I haven't got the CD. Actually, there's a story to this. I I reckon uh, I left, saying it would have been 2000, all right, I I, I filled up like a CD wallet of, uh, probably a hundred CDs that I was taking to Australia with me, and um, and I was literally on the phone. I, was, I think I was talking to Mum or something uh, at Heathrow Airport. I hadn't even left the country, and Mum's like, "Oh, Stu's just dropped around. He's going through your CDs." And I was like, oh, "Literally, just left." And he's uh, yeah, he's robbing my music already. Already, yeah. he's pillaging through it. <laughs> Unbelievable. But what's also weird is. It, the, the rare times that I do DIY, if I paint a room, I listen to Nick Drake. Nick Drake is my DIY music. That's yeah. quite strange you say that. It's my go-to calming. 100% every time. It is calming. It's, it uh, is. It's, it's, it's lovely, Nick Drake. Uh, and, yeah, it's just a shame he, he, he died so young. Um, so fascinating. Was, I always to... confuse his uh, death by misadventure with other famous similar singers. But was he at height? Was he a home at overdose type Drake, or was he? No, was he like, I, I think he was. I don't actually know how Nick Drake died. Because they always confused him with. Um, is it Buckley's tragic death? T- Tim was Buckley Jeff, or Jeff Buckley? Both Jeff of them. Bu- like, Jim Buckley. When he did, Jeff went for a swim, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, tragic. And obviously, as well, his, man. his dad, Tim Buckley, died, died, died young. But Nick Nick Drake was like sort of. But real uh, was was struggling, like was you know really really had his sort of battles with um, depression and stuff, mm. uh, and just seemed like a really timid soul, and uh, and that that definitely comes through in his vocals. Yeah, just beautiful. And if anyone's listening that's never heard Nick Drake, uh, just going jump on Spotify. I was about to say go and buy Best of, uh, but um, yeah. A little introduction there, a little best of that 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 are uh, that get you right on board. Uh, 
once I'm finished ripping stuff out, mate, and I start to paint back on the walls, I'm going to give this a whirl. I'm going to give <laughs> like, Nick Drake. Uh, managed to get the DIY reference as well. Uh, I'm going to get yeah. I'm going to get um. I'm going to get Nick Drake on. Yeah, it's see if nice. it helps. It, it definitely does because I've got zero patience, especially when it comes to painting. And, Cutting in is the worst. Oh, like it's just, it's boring and I hate it. And it is boring. It's boring talking about it. Both of these pricks have both bought houses that need a lot of work doing. Before we even started, they've both yeah, started banging on about fucking DIY. Yeah, because we do it, you don't. That's the problem. Yeah, we live it, mate. We live oh. it. You're just watching it. Like, you, yeah. You were just talking about getting a cleaner. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Getting your decking ripped out. Fucking yeah. hell. I've got to get all my decking ripped out. Why is that? It's looking, t- it's looking tired. It's not even rotten. Oh, it's looking tired. Well, you could get, you could get yourself a sander out, mate. No, it's just rip it all out, you know. That wouldn't it's enter right. into my it's head, that. I know. It's, it's fucking tragic, isn't it? That the thought of hiring out a sander doesn't ever enter into my stream of consciousness. <laughs> you probably should do that, though, Stu. It'd save you a fucking fortune, mate. Yeah. It really yeah. would. I'll tell you what sums up how my daughter is a chip off the block. Hmm. I remember she was, my eldest was probably about eight. And I was probably sent to B&Q to buy something that I invariably have to do something with. And I would have probably had the ump about it. And I went to Hallie, I went, "Um, do you want to come to B&Q? Obviously, that's just what every kid wants to hear. (laughs) Uh, and without even thinking, she just went boring and queuing. <laughs> and I just thought, fucking brilliant. And I just thought, nailed it. And like, and as an adult, you can't just go, I don't want to go. It's boring and queuing. Well, see, over here, like I literally just, about probably about half an hour ago, I just bribed my son. Uh, I said, mate, go off to bed now. It's bedtime. Off you go. I said, if you, uh, I wake up in the morning. And we'll go to Bunnings. And he's like, yes, like Bunnings is like the B and Q of Australia. <laughs> right, like, amazing. And he loves it. He gets excited as much as I do. It's like, like I'll go down there. I don't even need an excuse to go to Bunnings. I'll go there, <laughs> and uh, I don't need nothing. But I'll come out with some nails, you know. What, like, <laughs> like, like, like going to the gym, what? just like a social thing. I'm just going to go and have a walk yeah. around there. Yeah. I came back with a set of Yeah, I came back with a set of chisels the other day, Dad. I, di- I didn't need them yet, and Molly's like. Why have you got those? And I was like, well, we're definitely going to need them. And I'm thinking... Shut up, love. Put the kettle on, will you? I've got fucking... I've got graft to do, haven't I? Where'd I put them fucking chisels? <laughs> you don't need chisels in your life, right? You wouldn't know where to start with a fucking chisel, Glasson. There was I one, one in Molly's head. Zoe bought me a tool belt yesterday. I've got... Oh, like, what? I haven't got a tool belt, belt yet. When you like, got... Old Abbott did it. Amazing. When you got your Australian um, citizenship, did you not get short shorts and a tall belt like from the embassy? <laughs> yeah, there was. There's certain things that you. Just I don't know if that's in. racist, by the way. <laughs> no, but it's, I mean, to be honest, I already had it. Like I was, uh, I was already there. Um, <laughs> try to try to assimilate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we we done top five ruddy bloody blokes the other day. Uh, I mean, it's different level over there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it is next level. You think they're hard in England? Like, when you, oh, I think God, you said yeah. about Dundee. That yeah. Was a benchmark. And then I was just thinking, there's so many blokes over here that'll just do over any of them. You know, those <laughs> 80s, those 80s uh, uh, 
80s English blokes being like, no chance, no chance. Well, so, um, have you ever watched that uh, Underbelly, Dan? Is, yeah. Is it Underbelly? I love that series. Right. I'm, I'm, so I don't know if they've released any others, but it was like, obviously, the Australian criminal underworld is quite a fascinating thing, isn't it, really? Yeah. Because uh, they're quite, yeah. they're quite a bit like English underworld. They're quite celeb- treated as celebrities a little bit, aren't they, in some ways? Like the things yeah. that Oh, they, they are, to. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Have you ever seen that, Stu, Underbelly? No, no. It's really good, mate. It's really good. It like recounts. It goes over the different decades and generations of uh, the the criminal underworld in different parts of Australia. It's it's good. Oh. Really good. Yeah, but they'd open you up like a bag of cravings, <laughs> mate. <laughs> You'll get a oh. fat off one of them. <laughs> one of the greatest things I ever heard from uh, from, from bizarrely from my, uh, my my Muay Thai instructor referred to someone. Uh, that like to give it, but but um, but they've got nothing really. He went, do you know what, mate? He's just a backhander, and I just <laughs> love that. Don't even warrant a dig. Nah, he's just a backhander. How <laughs> 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 <Our> offensive! <laughs> oh dear. Right. Um, number four. Number four. Um. So I've gone with um Michael Stipe. Yes. R-E-M. Correct. Um, <laughs> is that correct right answer or uh... yes. yes ding <laughs> um, yeah I just again uh, from the early albums um, well, not so much into the late 2000s but um, just so good and um, I never get bored of hearing his voice and uh, I was listening to Reckoning the other day and just it's probably my, my favourite album just just so good, and um, yeah, never get bored. Just prolific, just prolific band. When you look at, like, I, I love looking at like bands like Lifespan and like how how productive they are in in, the, in a you know in a short period of time. Where you got bands like the Stone Roses that put out two albums in about thirty years, um, but then you look at like a band like the I'm obviously going to say the Smiths that existed for such a short period of time but put out so much work. The Beatles is a fucking prime example. Mm. So if you look at the time that the Beatles existed in, in that tiny little bracket of time, they go from Twist and Shout to Tomorrow Never Knows to like mm. fucking Long and Winding Road. It's like, how can bands be that prolific and like each album so progressive and like genre-defining? And and I think that, that R.E.M. went from like... a a college rock band writing amazing kind of indie jangly stuff to becoming arguably the biggest band in the world for a few years, you know, and, and, and owning it and becoming, you know, an amazing stadium live band. And, you know, and fundamentally so much of that is down to Michael Stipe's voice, which is fucking stunning. Yeah, it is. Oh, I am. I, I was, Going through the um, on Spotify the other day, and I was just going through, and I found um, a version of um, the song "Leave," but with uh, with just beats behind it, and it was just his vocal, uh, just so good. And uh, yeah, and you know, um, it, like I said, that was probably what was what was the Avengers in Hi-Fi? What was that? Uh, late nineties or early? Early 2000s, I, I would have said on the cut. Uh, yeah, I would have said late nineties. Yeah, uh, just just so good and and coming off of um, was it Monster before and and then when I went when I moved to Australia then I think up 
up came came out and I just um and I just so pop as well um that album and just just the uh, the late REM you know let alone what they've done for the twenty odd years beforehand and um we was travelling around um the states um and put we purposely well I say we purposely I purposely yeah uh, <laughs> did a detour and and spent um, and drove to Athens Georgia just to um just to go and and see what it was what was going on over you know over there and just check out all the record stores and there was just tons of record stores and just uh just pinups of REM and B52s posters everywhere of just all Amazing. from back in the day and you know I just got a picture out the front of the um what's what's it uh was it 40 watt 40 club? watt club yeah yeah uh, just just um yeah we I mean I pretty much just used America just to go and find all musical heroes and get a picture out by the front of it pretty much. But um, just, uh, yeah, cool little, windy, little weird, um, uni town and um, yeah, it was fun, definitely. Yeah. I had... Um... I, I, I had the Danny Warrolls on 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 the on the music <laughs> podcast, and um, he lives there. Um, oh, and yeah. I and I also spoke to Niall Marr, uh, who's Johnny Marr's son, and yeah. he plays um, he plays uh, guitar for uh, Hans Zimmer, and uh, and and I was sort of chatting to him, and he spent a lot of time in Athens, Georgia. Yeah, uh, and he was. They were both saying like how connected the tan is musically how there's this beautiful thread in this tan and and, and he said i had to put a guitar down like a guitar this was noel mars and he had to put this guitar track down and he was just like oh like and he obviously just took his guitar out to the states when he'd gone out they didn't have a lot of fucking huge stack of guitars and uh and obviously his dad's super famous for the the rickenbacker jangle and he was like oh do you know what? i need a rickenbacker and someone went i'll just give peter buck a shot and like, and he said, I literally just went and someone put me in touch with Peter Buck of REM, and he went, yeah, yeah, come down, man. And he said he just had this huge like kind of like room full of guitars. He went, yeah, just pick whatever you want. And he said, I borrowed the Peter Buck Rickenbacker that they played on So Central Rain and all of these like iconic wow. records. And he went, he said he was just like not like bestowing it upon him. He was like, yeah. there you go, mate. And like, and it was just like <laughs> crack on and like. And he just said, like, everybody in that town is, you know, so many musicians live there and it's just a real community. And, like, and I guess that's what breeds scenes and movements from certain areas. And, yeah, I love shit like that. I just thought it was, like, both both people that were there, because I was just trying to thumb in any kind of opportunity to discuss REM on a B-52s. And then <laughs> he was like, oh, it's for real. He went, like, literally, it's, like, just an amazing creative hub of of really fucking nice people and I just thought Is it a big town or is it quite small? It's a uni town so it's, it's not right. like it's a nice little because um, what you got um, and also Atlanta is the would be the main yeah. city wouldn't it? Uh, um, yeah it was just um, I mean it's a while ago now but we were just literally cruising through the states just all these small little towns and, and just for these reasons and it was um, yeah a cool little nightlife uh, it's Going to the bars and because you got an accent, I mean, me having my English accent and Zoe having an Australian accent, we were just a win. We was getting free beers all over the place for you know, because the Americans like, I love it, you know. And uh, so we were just, uh, I was just, just yeah, we just turning it on purely for uh, for a free beer. So uh, yeah, as you should. Yeah. Should we go at number three? 
Well, I'm just glad you said um, Stipe because I think Stu would have slammed his laptop closed at the end of this podcast if you hadn't said that. So nice well, work, Dan. It's pretty hard, like, because I thought I, I tried to stay away from like Motown because I could pretty much do top 50 yeah. and anything to do with that. You know, and I've, I've got one of that, but um, yeah, I was just trying to think of something a little bit more uh, modern. But uh, number three, I went with um, uh, Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Um, now I know there's Love harmonies it. from all over the band, but mm-hmm. the Beach Boys are probably my favourite band, and and just um, there's a, a Sessions album of, or on Pet Sounds that's just broken down on uh, vocals and and just to hear. Um, him singing, I think it was a Caroline No, I think it was, and uh, just, just amazing. And um, again, I can, I can listen to the voice or any, any of the voices of each voice. Um, but yeah, just phenomenal. There's, there's a beautiful bit on Pet Sands. I think it, is it before Caroline No, where he just goes one, two, three, whoo, and like, and then yeah. he sings it on his own, Brian, and then the rest of the band then do the second take with him. Yeah. And you just think, that's... I mean, if we're talking about your Mariah Carey's and your perfect vocalists, as far as harmonies go, it's insane. It's ABBA level of, like, how can you have voices collectively sounding so perfect? And, like, yeah, it, fucking incredible. Um, Have you got to see him? Yeah, I am. Um, when he... It would have been... um. He came out to Australia for uh, so much festival. It would have been like maybe 2004, maybe 2005, 2006. Um, and he did a, a, a Brian Wilson tour and obviously had a, a ton of backing, backing acts, but artists with him. And I was so excited because he was headlining. I think it was a Splendor in the Grass. He was, he was headlining and I was just, yeah. Super excited. Before that, I think Interpol, there was Yeah, 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 there was Block Party. Amazing. I couldn't have got any more excited for a, yeah. for a lineup of, uh, of festivals uh, of acts. And I pretty much got far too carried away uh, and um, just burnt, got, yeah. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Dunna Chris. <laughs> I did a, did a, did a Chris. Uh, I, I reckon I watched, I think it was, it was Block Party. Yeah, yeah, it's in the poll and Brian Wilson. And I think, I mean, watching the block party, um, I remember being at the back of a tent for yeah, 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 sitting on the floor, throwing up. And then <laughs> oh, um, no. in a state where I couldn't couldn't move. And the only saving grace to that was there was a guy that was in front of me and he come down and sit there and goes, mate, you all right? Do you want some water? And he gave me some water and I'm, I'm like, right, so just tap me on my leg if you if you need anything, I was like, God, nice. Thanks mate. And I, and so every so often I'm just like trying to keep it together and I'm just, just tapping a leg and he just gives me a bottle of water. And it was like the funniest thing. And I was all like, and and then at one point I got to tap his leg and he's gone. And the the fear, the fear of like, (laughs) I just like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I pretty much sobered up pretty quick. And I managed to get get it together for Interpol and be pretty much straight for Brian Wilson because I don't know what I would have been so uh, angry with myself if I couldn't have made it to uh, 
to watch that. But that that guy with that bottle of water, whoever you are, mates. <laughs> it, was a, it was an angel. It's actual angel just came down to help you out for a little bit when you needed him most. Festival yeah, should I'm... employ someone to do that. Yeah, they need it. Oh, it was it was perfect. It was it was so nice, and the and the fact that normally, if well, I don't know, I just thought if I was back in England, probably ten people just would have bundled me and just, <laughs> yeah, and, and just left me on a you know crumb would eat probably like what I would have done for my mates in England yeah. at a festival, <laughs> and exactly. then flat their tent and left them, you know. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> well, um, Glasson, do you wanna do you wanna throw one in? Yeah, okay. Um, where shall I go? I do like... Uh, well, our green is obviously... Oh, God, I've got to check that these aren't going to show up on yours, to be honest with you. It's uh, never man. stopped you before, mate. Crack but, on. Yeah, it hasn't. I have picked people's number one straight away, haven't I, in the past. Your number uh, five was a guess number one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, and, and they told me in advance and I'd forgotten. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, someone that Stu hates is Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin, and I thought I'll just throw that in there just to fucking annoy him. Uh, Zach De La Roca, I mean, again, he's not like a, he's not, um, you know, he's not like a vocalist, is he, in any way, shape, or form? He's more an MC, but I just love Rage Against the Machine. He's the tone in his songs and that, not only like what he raps about and stuff like that, yeah. but I just do think he's got a very unique voice that I've always enjoyed listening to him. And when he guests on other people's records, he normally sounds better than they do. Um, so yeah, there's a few I could go. I've got, I, I've got a long old list here, but I don't want to keep going because I, I, I might start treading on um, <clears throat> Dan's feet here. How about you then, Stu? I, I just want to say like, um, Zach's a great chat because like, yeah. um, like, if you want a vocalist that's going to stir an emotion, it doesn't necessarily have to be fucking heartbreak or, you know, all of these things that so many other vocalists can kind of mm. create with these, you know, amazing voices. But, you know, Zach's just, he'll fucking fire you up in an instant. Yeah, absolutely. In, in yeah. like four minutes, by the time that song's finished, like you mm. could run through a fucking brick wall. Do you absolutely. know what I mean? Uh, yeah. and that's, that's a great shout. Um, Definitely. <clears throat> um, I don't know. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm mindful that we've got very similar tastes, uh, mm. uh, so I don't want to. I don't want to sort of, um, yeah, step on your, uh, step on your your, your toes. I, I'll tell you what. I'm going to throw one in. That I don't think you'll have. Um, it's the lead singer from uh, was it Eiffel 65? Oh, was it? Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Blue. Yeah. That guy, you always said he's a good singer, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. So what's your number two, Bill? <laughs> um, Marvin Gaye. Yeah, I mean, it should be. It's, yes. it's incorrect, that's number one. But yeah, I, I should well, Yeah, and it was. It's one of those ones. Um, yeah, just again, one of those uh, artists I can listen to again and again. Never get bored. Um, I was in a record shop a couple of days ago and, and um, as I walked in, they had what's going on playing and I just... Just that album, just it's like one continuous song. It just doesn't stop. It just plays. It goes through the whole album, and I just um, I love it. And um, yeah, and even the stuff he, he did before um, with um, what's the name, Tammy? Is it Tammy? Uh... Tammy Terrell. Yeah, just um, just yeah, great, great duo. I, I don't know. I just everything about him, I've, I've loved about it. So yeah, number two. And yeah, the, the, the absolute legend. The story of him and Tammy Terrell is really sweet as well and quite heartbreaking. The story of Marvin Gaye's obviously just entrenched in fucking glory and sadness and, you know, the, the, it's the fall. Why no one's made a, a, a film of his life yet uh, is beyond me. Maybe they haven't. It's, it's been done badly and I've never heard of it. But, I mean, what an incredible life. What a body of work. I mean, for those that aren't aware of like what what's going on mm-hmm. that's a record you need in your life it's mm-hmm. it's actually it's so it's so good isn't it and the fact that i think it's the biggest selling record motown have ever put out yeah. uh and berry gordy you know you know um <clears throat> ceo of of motown when he first heard that he was like yeah this is this what's this i don't want to put this out because it wasn't heard it through the grapevine or ain't no man yeah. high enough it was Marvin's reaction to his brother coming home from Vietnam uh, and what was going on in a very fucking turbulent America at that time or a turbulent mm. world. And and to then just be an artist and, and create, you know, as I guess at that point, you know, fundamentally a, a soul pop singer goes and makes this fucking incredible concept record that there isn't necessarily an instant on a first listen, you know. You know you, you'll know... Mercy, mercy me, and you'll know um, what's going on. Some other tracks yeah. you probably won't be familiar with, and uh, but it all blends in perfectly. And like a couple of listens, and that record is just something that, again, whatever mood you're in, I think that record just delivers. Like it's not like oh, I'm feeling a bit blue. I'm going to put that on, or oh, I'm fucking. No. Like it's just, and it's as fucking angry as anything fucking Rage Against the Machine's done as well. It's like. It's it's a fucking protest record. It's it's fucking everything, everything. It's a beautiful fucking, you know, love. You know, love features so highly on it, and uh, yeah, and just and and all of the time, I guess he had his fucking demons himself. You know, battling you know drug abuse and and mm. and, all, and all sorts of turmoil. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Uh, uh, but yeah, I guess as you say, like the at the bottom line, it's his voice, isn't it? It's just uh, it just delivers every time, and I reckon there was a there was probably a time in 
would have been just before I moved to Australia, maybe 18, 19, and I, I was just really in, uh, into you know the Britpop scene of that 90s, and then I just remember going into HMV, and then, you know they used to have those recommend that we used to go in, um, we used to get the CDs, and they just yeah. had, you know, well, Nick Drake, he had Marvin Gaye, I think he had like television, he had all these different acts that I'd never really given much time to, and I knew knew certain ones, and I just went and bought a heap of them, and I just, I remember just putting that, uh, what's going on, playing in my bedroom, and just blew me away, and and then I just went straight down the, the, the soul, the Motown mm. uh, alley, not just, you know, what you knew, but then coming across, um, who's the other, um, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, like they're just, just endless. Who did it across 110th Street? Bobby Womack. Oh, just again, his voice. You just, just, mm. um, I don't know. I, it just took me down a rabbit hole of, of Motown and Stacks and just, just never really, um, never gave up on it. I love it. It's, love it's it, dizzying so. how, how deep all genres are really. It just makes you think how many, it just shows how many human beings there are on the planet that, you know, you don't know these how many great singers and bands there are and then you start diving into the sort of like collections of like you say Motown and what you're like my god this you could be listening to this for three weeks and not hear oh. every Motown record yeah well like you said with um, uh, Al Green as well you know with uh, again, when we was in the States we was in we was in Memphis um, obviously for uh, to check out Elvis uh, and Graceland and uh, and it turned out that uh, Al Green actually had a church uh he runs a church down, literally down the road. Well, it's the Reverend Al Green, isn't it? It's Reverend Al Green. Al Green. Wow. And, uh, and once I found that out, I mean, to be honest, we was we was sleeping uh, in a campsite behind um, uh, Great like Graceland and stuff that played Elvis twenty four hours a day over the speakers. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, I love Elvis, love yeah. Elvis, but like at three in the morning, <laughs> and he's got he's playing away, got a bit much. But um, but yeah, like down the road, Al Green was. We, we managed to get into a Sunday service, um, and there's Al Green sitting up on the uh, off of the stage, and just thrown, just just you know, uh, it just it was great. And then just uh, the the army of, of gospel singers behind him <clears throat> was just phenomenal. And then when that happened, I was just like, right, I'm done. Like you know, I mean, just the, the full gospel choir was just incredible. Wow. Uh, and did did yeah. he so did he belt out a few tunes with the choir? Did he start singing in there? Or? No, he just passed that plate round. <laughs> that plate just went round. But uh, you're not going to uh, turn some money down in that, are you? Going to no, throw in extra? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the cheapest Algorithm ticket ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing, amazing! Uh, you talk about um, Bobby Womack's voice. Um, one of the biggest. Uh, cheers! I went to saw the Gorillas just uh, as we come out of lockdown at the yeah. O2, uh, and they played. Um, oh, what's the track with uh, Bobby Womack? Um, yeah. Uh, oh gosh! Oh, what's it called? Anyway, Gorillas, Gorillas tune. Yeah, with Bobby Womack. Um, oh shit! A brick. Uh, one word. Uh, but as soon as that bass line kicks in. Um, Stylo. Stylo. Like, yeah. uh, you'll know that tune, Chris. It's fucking epic. And like, and as soon as that bass line kicked in, 
all of a sudden, fucking the screen's just lit up with like this video of Bobby Womack and the fucking oh, wicked. place just was like, ah! and then like, obviously that is recorded vocal. Um, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Bobby Womack. And, uh, and it sounded fucking huge. Like, yeah, it's so good. So good. I forgot all about that until you just mentioned Bobby Womack then, Bill. But, yeah. uh, yeah, and and you're right, Chris. That that stuff that you're saying, like, you know, you you just you find an artist, and then and and that is one of the you know we we spoke about record shops and things like that. But one of the you know, I guess they're few and far between now. But it is one of the beautiful things of YouTube and and Spotify is them kind of algorithms that will recommend, you know, oh, if you like that, you might like that. And like, and as much as that can be distracting sometimes, and it shouldn't get in the way of you listening to an artist at length. No. If you if you if you know if it initially takes your your fancy, but um, oh, it is it's, it's like it's just wonderful if you can find the time to just you know especially if you've had a little drink, and yeah. like and you can just sit there at night and just spend a couple of hours just like flicking through just finding stuff. Oh wow, that that's yeah, normally, heaven. That is. It is normally it's like oh, I'm going to bed now. Uh, yeah, I'll see you in three hours. You know, and just just. <laughs> Just uh, YouTube is on. And so, just, uh, so my yeah. cousin does Dan as well. My cousin, she's like, she's got two weeks off at the moment, and she's like, <laughs> been doing what what um, you do. Like, she's sending me like YouTube videos. She's like, I'm like, what, what time are you going to bed? She's like, about two a.m. I I, I I I listen, watch music view, just random music videos for about two hours every night, and yeah. it's really good because when I catch up, we have a, like a music video off. And you're like, have you seen this one? Have you seen this one? And because there's so much, like, and and the good thing about doing that is there's so much variety in music videos and and how they're creatively made now. Like even small artists, um, a, a, a favourite artist of mine in the last five years, I always bore Stu with is a guy called Lawn who produces like electronica basically, and he get he, his music videos are just so insane these days, like that just the. He's not like got a massive budget yet. People love his music so much. Like really talented, sort of like um, visual effects people create these. There's one at the moment where it's all these um, really expensive classic cars driving down the road, and then they just lift off of the ground and then start splitting and fracturing into pieces. And it's just like, oh yeah, I could do that all, all night long as well. We have a, have a few drinks and get on YouTube or like you say Spotify. Do it's great. And before that, it used to be like. I got into Motown because we had a house party at like it was on our GCSE um, when we got all our GCSE results, and my mate just had a greatest hits of Motown, yeah. and that was it. Like that, that was our introduction to it. And from there, you're like, oh my god, there's so many different bands, and each one of those guys has got an album, and or two or three, and a story. Yeah, that's the, that's the great thing about discovering new new genres, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, especially with, with Motown. Like, um, <clears throat> I mean, I remember. Mum and Dad, I'd go on holidays or something. You'd have the, the you know, you said they're the best of, you know, the greatest hits of Motown or and so Motown chart busters. It was called. <clears throat> there you go. And um, you know, you just have that was just playing all the time, and and so it, you didn't realise how many songs you already knew, and um, and yeah, and then just and then where they took you, you know. But but there's yeah, you could you could do a top fifty on. Or just Motown vocalist alone, wouldn't you? It's just the same. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, was there? <clears throat> what other ones have you got? A list of people that didn't quite make the five before you get to your mm -hmm. one. Yeah, I mean, bear in mind there was a few bourbons involved when I put these down, but um, <laughs> uh, 
Frankie Valley. I thought, oh, um, great was, shout. Was it, um, yeah, just just phenomenal. Um, I have to give uh, Zoe a mention because she, uh, Janice Joplin, we was we got down that one. Another yeah, another sure. great one. Um, uh, Dolly Parton. Um, who else? Uh, of course, you know Kurt Cobain. Yeah. You know Michael Jackson. You know, um, but the, the singer from Portishead. What's her name? Beth Gibbons. Yeah, that uh, she she was in. Oh, and yeah, I and think of that. One that I was going to put in there was Bjork. Like I thought, mm. just um, just phenomenal. Uh, yeah, voice. completely. Um, but yeah, just so many. You know, um, oh, Smash Pumpkins. You know, um, just yeah. Uh, never ending. Um, yeah, it's it's weird you say Kurt because obviously there's I don't know how much he's getting sort of covered in 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 uh, Australia at the moment. There's there's a lot of stuff happening about Nirvana in the UK right now. The BBC have just put this amazing documentary out about when uh, Nirvana, you know, and their relationship with the UK, and it's it's a wonderful documentary and and. Uh, I th- it's the 30th anniversary of Nevermind, isn't it? That's what it's all about. And uh, j- just Christ. to make you feel old. Um, and uh, it's just seeing all this stuff and seeing all these interviews and people sharing stuff and reminiscing about Nirvana. And, and they're one of them bands, I think, that you can quite easily take for granted a little bit through overhearing. And, you know, we've all grown up in you know, indie discos and, and mates that are into, you know, guitar music and stuff. And Nirvana's just kind of, it's like, like you say, it's like a given. And it's like, and so sometimes it gets sort of almost overlooked. <clears throat> and yeah. I think every now and again, I I just think, take a minute and just listen to Nirvana again. And like, try and put your misconception, you know, any kind of, um, you know, kind of associations with, anything to one side and just listen to fucking how good his voice is because mm. it's unreal watch unplugged or watch that live and lad that that uh oh, yeah. there is that as an album go and put drain uh, drain you on and listen yeah. to his voice on that it's i mean when we had billy from the subways on he chose that as his number one didn't he as his greatest ever vocal performance and no yeah. greatest ever scream wasn't it because yeah, it's that scream he does before the last chorus kicks back in um Fucking hell, yeah. Kirk Cobain's voice is just fucking amazing. Yeah, I it just, um, there was one that, that stuck to me as well. Um, when we went back into YouTube, there, uh, and it's, it's my, it must be my favorites now. Is but, um, uh, is it Rick? What's the, the singer from Gene? Rick, 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 uh, Rick, Rick? Martin Rossiter. Martin Rossiter, sorry, yeah. Um, you got your fucking. You're in a Britpop days, mate. That's that's oh, Rick Witter from Shed Seven, mate. <laughs> I've got kids now. I don't follow music. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like Olympian. When he, he's got as a live version of that, oh, every time I watch that, just his voice and it's probably nostalgia as well, to be honest. But it's just um, just phenomenal, like. Uh, uh, I had to give a little Britpop mention there. Yeah. Chris, Chris doesn't think Gene are an actual band. They're not, um, a, band. They're not <laughs> a band. You phoned you phoned Dan earlier and said, "Listen, mate, we've got to keep this going." <laughs> Gene and there's another one called Is it Squeeze? I think you say. <laughs> they're not bands, Dan. 
They're just words. I won't be fooled by it. If you're ever over in Australia, come have a look at my record list. My record site. You'll go through all of that and go, they're not banned. So I was like, yeah, probably not. Because I was the only How was Dan knocked up all these album covers? (laughs) That's what. How's he got the time to do that and then put it all on YouTube? I was actually buying anything that was, was, uh, you know, had an inch of credibility at the end, or the enemy told me to buy it. So I went and bought it and then I'm like, yeah, rubbish. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, talking about emotion in music, one of my, my, the, one of the, the, the things that really made me laugh was when I don't know how long you'd been in, in Australia, and, and we, I, I know they're not Australian, I know they're, uh, they're from New Zealand, but, uh, you know, uh, and shout out to Tim Finn, who's got a fucking amazing, Neil Finn, oh, sorry, yeah. he's got an amazing voice, uh, from Craddy Ass, uh, and, and I remember you said, <laughs> He was just sitting in a bar and there was just some shit dude just doing acoustic covers. And and obviously, like, crowded ass, I got this fucking... You was messaging me just going, I'm just in a bar a bit pissed, just yeah. listening to some geezer just fucking doing acoustic covers. Like, And, and you, was, you was pretty much slagging him off. Yeah. And then you just messaged me saying he's just done Better Be Home Soon by crowded ass and I'm crying in a bar. <laughs> I just lost it. I absolutely lost it. And I'm, I'm just walking... Like, at least you sit in this bar and it's like, rubbish. I hate covers. I hate covers, Baz. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Just lost it. Yeah. Uh, oh, brilliant. Uh, I mean, that's there. I did think about Crowded Ass as well and, and yeah, Neil Finn and Tim Finn. And um, and I, I still watch that, that Sydney Opera House gig. Uh, just phenomenal. Like, they're, they're a band that, again, that just, uh, yeah, I've got decades of music. Yeah, I'd, I'd recommend anyone uh, that if they're doing a YouTube uh, rabbit hole, you know, inspired by this natter we've had today, then go and check out um, Crowdedass. What was meant to have been their farewell show at the the uh, kind of you know early two thousands at Sydney Opera House. You've never seen a crowd as big as oh. it ever. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, hearing them play, don't dream it's over. Uh, at, at the end of that is fucking amazing. Nearly as amazing as the uh, somersaults in the crowd where... Oh, yeah. The, yeah. To, to tell you, I mean, this is the sort of thing that Rad Chris would be all over, right? <laughs> so they basically... know as if you're going to give someone like a, a, a leg up and they put their foot... You, you, oh, you yeah. put your hands like that and you, yeah, you yeah. know, and they put their, 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 their foot in between your, your, your interlocked fingers... And you sort of push them up. There must have been like two people, like one on each foot. And in the crowd, they're going and the fella's doing a somersault in the air and coming back down. It's Incredible. fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's mad. Like, Chris, if you just imagine like about, oh, I've got 500 Mick Dundees in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on knife doing that. Yeah, don't get that's any better. a sight, man. Yeah, that, don't get any better than that. I'll tell you, I went, I went to a working men's club in, or, or, or I don't know what they're called. What are they called in Australia? The um, the RSLs. Yeah, and RSLs. They, they're like a, they're like an Australian Phoenix Knights, aren't they? Yeah. But <laughs> but you took me to one of them when I was out there, uh, and there was a lot of blokes with pubes in there, and I remember just like, <laughs> I just remember like looking over, and I was like. What are they doing? And you went, Oh, they're gambling. And I went, On what? And you went, Oh, they're racing snails. Yeah. 
And they were literally, they painted the shells on snails yeah. and was racing them. And most, they do, crab, crabs as well, crab racing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh was crab it crabs? Race. Maybe it weren't snails. It would, it would have been crabs, yeah. That would have been faster snails, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, that'd be a fucking. That'd be quite that's a, a long. Yeah. <laughs> that's like watch. That's a cricket all day of that, isn't it? You'd be absolutely shit faced by the end of it. Yeah, oh, ten fight before it gets to the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell! Right. So, yeah. what's the top spot, Bill? All right. Well, I went. I went. Uh, went Australian and went Nick Cave. Perfect. Hey, good shout. Um, yeah, just uh, again another one I've been uh, listening to whilst doing the DIY. Just. Uh, yeah, incredible. His voice, uh, I've seen him a few times um, and I, I saw him uh, in Brisbane years ago uh, in a small little little venue, him and a piano uh, for an hour, just just phenomenal. Um, yeah, his vocals are just, just um, relentless. They're soft, they're deep, they're dark, it's mean, it's yeah, it's. Uh, I was going to say, did your did your painting change? Did your colour palette go a little bit yeah, more uh, like darker? I'm just I'm just sticking paint on the walls, and I'm just like <laughs> kicking tins around, and then uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just just insane, uh, insane. Uh, I, I watched um, uh, fifteen feet of pure white snow video the other night, and uh, I didn't realise actually Jason Donovan and Jarvis Cocker was in there. Uh, and they're just having a really good time. Yeah, Jason, me that once. Jason Donovan's had all the drugs that night. Yeah, it's so funny because that was like, our, we were having a few whiskeys watching music videos, weren't we? Yeah, Stu, and that's you were like, right. Have you seen this? You were like, have you seen this one? And I was like, no. And I, yeah, that was incredible, that was. Oh, he's so happy to be in that video, isn't he? Like, he really just, is. Oh, thought, uh, <laughs> brilliant. And there. Uh, uh, yeah, Jarvis is Jarvis, but oh, Jason! I was like, mate, that's just great. <laughs> <laughs> and and one thing that that I think should never be overlooked about like Nick Cave, if anyone else can tell me an artist that has been going since what was birthday party nineteen eighty, and like that has been going as long as Nick Cave, that is consistently putting out great records, like yeah. not compromising his artistic, you know. <clears throat> Uh, integrity in any way, shape, or form, not selling out in mm. nothing, just constantly pushing forward, making fucking vital, brilliant records. I don't think there's many artists doing that anymore. You know, as you mentioned, you know, uh, REM earlier, the last few albums started to peter off a little bit. And, yeah. and you know, you look at, well, let's not spend too much time talking about Morrissey now, but like, the you know the, the the music that he's putting out now is just it's not really as good as what it was no. and it's it's kind of a little bit by numbers and so many bands can't help but do that as they get older and I don't think that's the case with Nick Cave and I and I don't yeah. I can't think of many other artists that have had a career that long that are still putting out and and having more success now than they've ever had like Nick Cave selling out the O2 which yeah, is right. fucking yeah. mad like yeah. um. And and yeah, oh Nick Cave and, and he does seeds. spin-offs as well. He did was it Grinderman and he and 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 obviously just the bad seeds. You know they're just uh, phenomenal. Like the the violin player just just plays that like a guitar half the time. Just, yeah. just insane to watch and um, and yeah, just and and the ad the, the um red white red uh, right hand obviously 
would have gotten a few extra quid with uh, being on Peaky Blinders and uh, yeah. that, but yeah. just so fit into that that TV show as well, you know, mm. it's just um, it's so bleak in its approach, but just yeah, great. Yeah, he come on holiday to the UK and he never went back. He done the opposite. Yeah, like, yeah. did the reverse. Uh, the fact that Nick Cave lives in Brighton really freaks me out. It just seems <laughs> weird that like. Why, why does he live in Brighton? I fucking love Brighton, mate. What about Grace? Why do you know Grace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be more confused if he lived in Grace. <laughs> yeah, but like, <clears throat> you just presume he'd live in, live in like Berlin. That's where I imagine yeah, Nick Cave yeah. would live. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Amsterdam and Berlin. Just down yeah. there, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, not Brighton, but yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, Chris, any more you want to throw him? Um... Yeah, oh, Ella Fitzgerald, Freddie Mercury, who you hate, Stu, Amy Winehouse. I only recently watched the Amy Winehouse uh, documentary. Um, I thought it was amazing. I, for some reason, didn't realise that she wrote her own stuff. And uh, lyrically, I think she's fucking incredible. But we weren't talking about lyricists today. Gwen Stefani is an old weakness of mine from when I was like 20. I'm sure that's influenced <laughs> this by is, how This is vocals, was. not wanks. <laughs> I, I think she's got a beautiful voice, Gwen Stefani. I yeah. don't know if that's influenced by someone else, one of my, my second brain talking to me. Um, <laughs> the list goes on. Oh, and Johnny Cash, obviously Johnny yeah. Cash. Fucking yeah. love his voice. You know. Good one. How about you then, Stewie? Fats and Smalls. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'll stop there. Yeah, uh, the, the guy from Eiffel 64 and, <laughs> um, yeah, the fella that sung... Um, Turn around. What was his um Fats and Smalls. Uh, and, uh them. Uh, I'm gonna throw in Dave Garn <clears throat> from Depeche Mode. I think uh, uh an, an, an amazing uh vocalist. Uh Prince, I think's got an amazing oh, yeah. voice. Yeah, has uh, John Farnham. John Farnham, uh, from yeah. Canby Island. Yeah. Uh, that made me so happy that Australia's pride, their absolute pride in John Farnham, <laughs> you're the voice. Wikipedia him, born in Canvey Island. <laughs> Fucking love that. Yeah, Eddie Vedder, Sam Cooke. Um, yeah. Oh, God, I'm sure there's uh, there's a few more. I'm just uh, Robert Smith from The Cure. Uh, love, love his voice. Um, oh, oh and, and I'll go Mark Hollis from Talk Talk. I think his voice is fucking oh, mega. Yeah. Uh, and Orlando Weeks from the Maccabees. Uh, oh, yeah, he's, he's a good, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Good shout, mate. Yeah. Tom York, he's got a good voice. That was, the one, Molly, that was the one Molly told me to take off the list. Oh. <laughs> she was like, get that off, he's not a good singer. He's all depressing. I was like, sorry, sorry, boss. <laughs> Delete it off. <laughs> well, I had Brian Molko as well, actually, placebo. Oh, um, yeah, great voice. Um, uh, his voice can be probably seen as really annoying, or uh, I just really, really like it. And uh, uh, and again, they're a band that, that, that keeps writing good stuff and putting out good stuff. Just just dropped their first single from a new album, Lion. Yeah, UK. right. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, our, our mutual friend Dave, uh, who was in my band, uh, made a few kind of questionable um, things over the years. He. Uh, he uh, he he did once, twice with covers of the NME. Went, yeah, she's nice, and I was like, it's Brian Molko, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I was like, I think because Brian probably had his hair in bunches and was probably yeah. like had a bit of makeup on. I was yeah. like, 
you know, because Dave's Dave's straight, and like you know, we can all appreciate a uh, you know a, a, a good looking guy. Good man, yeah. But uh, he was like, she's nice, and I was like, he's a man, Dave. Is it? <laughs> and then the other one was like, Whoa, tits, and I was like, and it was Aphex Twin, like. <laughs> <laughs> Like from uh, the uh, not come with daddy from uh, Winderlicker, and yeah, I was like, yeah. hey, Dave, have you not seen the fucking <laughs> horrific face on that? Like, like it was some kind of monster. I was like, the fact that he hadn't looked beyond tits was incredible. <laughs> Up here, mate. Uh, uh, and 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 only only um, beaten by uh, by another mutual friend of ours uh, who I won't name because uh, he probably punched me in the face. Um, but uh, talking of Gwen Stefani, uh, he went uh, and he came up to me when I was DJing uh, in Basel. And he went, uh, "Can you uh, play a bit of that No Dibbert? And I went, "What?" <laughs> and he went, "No Dibbert." I, <laughs> I, I was like, "Yeah, all right, mate. No worries." I was like. I'm not gonna. I'm. He, he was too big and scary for me to go. It's no doubt, mate. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But I, I, I worked. I worked in W H. Uh, no, I worked in a record shop uh, along in Lakeside, way back, and uh, and it was this. It was W H Smiths at the time, and it was the Christmas that the best of In Excess and the best of Sade both come out. It would have been about ninety nine uh, ninety. The amount of elderly people coming in, going, have you got the best of inks or the best <laughs> of Sade? It was just because they were both mega selling records. It was like after a while, I was like, oh, it's actually an excess Indian. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll go and get that inks for you. It was like it's just <laughs> not worth it. Fucking hell. So, uh, so I was about to say, what are you up to for the rest of the day? But you're not. You're going to bed now, aren't you? Have a few balls yeah, so Saturday night, so uh, yeah, a couple of beers and then uh, into uh, a bit more DIY in the morning. And nice. um, yeah, talk about what, 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 what are you doing tomorrow, mate? Um, I've got a little bit more planning to do. I actually, what I did, what I started to do, um, <laughs> before I finished up was I've got two bats that were living under the house, right. So what I should what I should probably what I should probably say is our house is it's a, a um, there's an underneath that you can not a cellar but it, you, yeah pretty much I've got my own cellar so I can just uh, um, walk underneath but it's when I we just bought a house and I just stuck my head under and I found two bats living in there they've been there a while made themselves at home um, and uh, they're out of shit and they're not you know they've um, <laughs> they've made a mess. So I wouldn't. I kicked them out anyway the other day. I had a chat with them. Boys, it's not going to work. Can't yeah. believe. Um, uh, I, I would say I did it that way, but really, what I did, I flashed the light and then they flew out of my face and I, I screamed like a girl. Screamed. And then, um, <clears throat> and then they flew back in. So I got back, got them out again, and um, and then I got two big, uh, like ten liters of bleach today, just cleaning up in there, and nearly passed out because I was uh, so high. Uh, and then yeah, so tomorrow I'm going to go and deal with the aftermath of that. And then um, quite, quite literally batshit. Batshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. bats have got to be the least of your fucking problems in Australia. I mean, you live in a fucking area that's populated by kangaroos, and, and I don't mean yeah. Australia. I mean your garden. Yeah, yeah. So at the, at, at the minute, the house we've got um, there's probably about fifty kangaroos there in the morning. Jesus. Um, 
I, I get a lift to work sometimes off one of them. And, um, <laughs> uh, just in his front what, pouch. It, they're pretty cruisy. Like they're just, they're, you know, they're not, uh, they're not scared, but some of them, when they, some of the big boys, when they get up on their, um, on their legs, you're like, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're ripped, work. aren't they? I mean, yeah. I, I could, I could take. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm professionally trained, but I think yeah. shoe would, but you'd be in trouble, shoe. Wouldn't yeah, you? I'll be, I'll be well up the Yeah, you, mate. Well, you're, yeah. Are you black belt, Chris, or are you blue belt? Um, I, it's funny to say that I am a black belt. Yeah, yeah. So you you already got the blue belt, didn't you, Stu? Is it? Shut up. I heard, <laughs> I heard, I heard. Your mum accidentally uh, washed his white belt in with your jeans, and that's how he got his blue belt. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah 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 you oh, could probably yeah. do a kangaroo uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks mate either way but we had a this yeah. the other morning it's just um, spring here so uh, um, the other day in, out on the, the uh, uh, deck in there there was a snake popped up uh, just come out of um, oh just my out gosh. Of it, it was a baby so it's hard where it's hard and I don't know but it it for the last week, it just pops out for the morning, has a little sunbathe, and then pops back down again. And um, you kind of look and go, uh, 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 he's not, he ain't a super dangerous one, so not not that I'm going to feel brave, so I'm not really concerned because there's a snake. It's still a snake. And, uh, but yeah, so that that's uh, that's what happens at the moment. I've got uh, 50 kangaroos and a snake that comes out for a sunbathe in the morning and goes back again. Yeah. And batshit. Yeah, and batshit. Yeah. We can. We yeah. barely got a, 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 a bloody squirrel with a slow worm. That's about how exciting our back garden is. That's why they're bigger blokes than us. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.